hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, over the next month or so, I'm going to be sprinkling in some awesome guests from outside of our industry. I think it's good sometimes to hear from other folks that are wildly successful in their own field, in their own craft, in their own industry, that it's good for us to learn from them. And today is one of those people. She's got an incredible story. She's got a wildly successful business. She's now coaching others to do the same thing. She's a social media guru. She is a business savant. She is just fantastic. I can't wait to introduce you to her in a minute. But before I do, you know, I got to talk about my boy Tolga Tazel over at Canopy Connect. Each and every week, I get emails, phone calls, text messages from you guys saying, yo, mayor, Thank you so much for introducing me to Canopy Connect. They have changed my agency. Or I'll get, man, thank you so much. Tolga Tazel was such a great guy. He really helped me. And this whole thing has revolutionized my agency, changed our onboarding experience. It's been awesome. Thank you. And I can keep going on and on and on with other emails, other text messages. You guys just got to check it out for yourself. www.usecanopy.com. Mention my name. Mention the podcast. Get your discount. Get a demo. Tolga is awesome. And his whole team is fantastic. Today's show, I've got a good friend of mine, a sister, so to speak, someone who has really influenced my life and so many others. Her name is Talia Riser, and she works for herself. She's got an incredible business. She's a social media expert. She is a influencer. She is a coach. She does so many things. She's a, a ex-professional athlete. Uh, she talks about that. She can kick anybody's butt in arm wrestling. She is just phenomenal. I uh, I don't even want to give any more away because I can't wait for you to hear it. This is a wild ride, a fun ride, a quick-paced, upbeat episode, and you're really going to enjoy it. Please buckle up for my girl, Talia Riser. Talia Riser's in the house. What's happening, girl? Woo! I'm ready for this. Bring it. Yes. I feel like I watch your life unfold every single day. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have my friend Talia Riser on here today, and she is amazing. And I watch her on Facebook. I'll see what she's doing with social media, and it's so awesome. Uh, so I want you guys to get to know her. So take a trip down memory lane with me and tell me a little bit about Talia Riser and tell them your awesome story that I've gotten to know. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to give you the abridged version because, you know, I could write an anthology essentially, but, um, so it, it really all started back when, um, you know, I've, I've always had an itch to be an entrepreneur and, you know, I, I love education. I love learning. And I started, you know, with that love really in college and looking for more ways to push myself and grow. And I knew I was always going to do something bigger. Now I didn't know what the hell that was, but I knew I was going to do something bigger. And so after college and I was like, I'm going to get my, my master's. And then I was in graduate school and I was a graduate teaching assistant. And then I was like, screw this. I want to go out and make money. So I'm going to go to beauty school. And my parents were super proud, but um, I paid for that on my own. I became a licensed esthetician, opened up my own business when I was 23 years old, um, went out. I didn't do commission based. I actually went out and did booth rent and just kind of, you know, 
went for the gusto. Seriously. I was like, go big or go home. And, um, I thought that, that that was going to be my thing. And then I realized what I really wanted was to touch lives and, and impact. But I really, at that age, I mean, like, you don't know what you're doing, right? You just keep going round and round in circles. And I felt like I was really good at a lot of things, but never really excellent at like one thing. So fast forward, I decided, you know, I was a college athlete. I played division one tennis. Um, and I know y'all can't see me, but you can find me on social media. I don't look like a tennis player, but, um, I thought after college, you know, what am I going to do? I have now I'm a licensed esthetician. I'm kind of bored. I thought, you know what, what the hell, let's just get really strong. Let's just get really strong. And I didn't know crap about crap getting strong. I was a tennis player. Right. Um, so I just Googled, I used the old internet and I just Googled there in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, local power lifting, like all kinds of stuff. And I found a guy that lived 20 minutes away and he had a gym and he had this power lifting thing going on. And I was like, and I messaged him and said, Hey man, I want to learn how to be a power lifter. And he said, okay, show up on Saturday, 4am. And that was really his test to see how serious I was, which was cool because he didn't know how serious I was. So I showed up 4am for a solid two freaking years, I became one of the top 10 power lifters in the entire world in my weight class. Um, I was outlifting men. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was a really cool experience, but then guess what? I got bored with powerlifting, and I said, you know what? I want to be a strong woman. Let's just get even stronger. So then I thought, you know, picking up cars and refrigerators would be super cool. Right. Um, and so I did that. Guess what I did? I Googled, I found sponsors, I found a coach and I became one of the top 10, uh, strong women in the United States simultaneous with being one of the top 10 in the world in powerlifting. So now I'm doing a dual sport. And then I just thought, you know what, why not just throw in arm wrestling? Because I love the movie over the top. Oh my uh, gosh. One of my favorite movies. I love it. I'm a Bull Hurley fan, though. I'm a bull. I'm all. I'm all about the bad guy. I'm a Bull Hurley. I hear you. I hear you. Lincoln Hawk. He just brought a little weakness. I don't know. His personality it just wasn't strong enough for me. <laughs> um, I always wanted a tattoo, so I'm very heavily tattooed because you guys can't see me. But I always wanted a tattoo of like two arms interlocking with a banner across it that says Second Sucks." You know, like that's, that was, that's what I wanted. And um, if you're not first, you're last, baby. That's right. That's right. Ricky Bobby and that Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so um, I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw arm wrestling on top of this. And then I became um, number one ranked uh, right arm in Tennessee. And then I was number two left arm. And then I met a man. I met a man and a really good man. And I like just fell head over heels uh, in love with this dude. And he made me do crazy things. And I decided we got married, we got married and we moved to North Dakota because he's in the oil and gas industry. And that is an, that's an industry that's super volatile, really, um, honestly, it's, it's, it's not stable at all. As we know, current situation, cur current world, world circumstances, uh, we know that it is not stable. Right. And so I, uh, I decided at the time when things were good that, you know, we didn't have kids and I wanted to be with him. He was working in North Dakota. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee. He would just fly back and forth. He's gone 21 days a month. So what the hell we moved to North Dakota, right? Bat like negative 
30 degrees, 40 mile an hour winds. I thought I liked cold until I felt that cold and it like pierces your soul. Like you do not want anything to do with that kind of cold. So um, (laughs) we decided to start trying for a family and I got pregnant and I said, there's no way in hell I'm having a baby up here. Just no way. So we took a well, it was like $60,000 pay cut. And at this time, at, by that point, I was like, I was over being the athlete. I was over all of that because I was living in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota. And I just wanted to, you know, be with my husband, hang out, like, let's start a family. I'm in my thirties. It's, it's about time. It's about time, girl. So I said, I don't want to have a baby up here. And we, and he's like, well, the only other place we can go really right now is Texas. So um, we took a $60,000 pay cut and went and lived in Texas. I, I was working with, at the same company up there in North Dakota with him, just like in the office. I just had an office job because there's literally nothing to do. The 24 hour Walmart was like the hot spot of town. So I quit my job. He takes a massive pay cut on his job to go down to Texas. And we don't know anybody, no family, no friends. And fast forward, I'm a new mom, right? Have my baby down there, my baby girl. And Matt's working 200 hours every two weeks. And I am 24 seven baby duty, probably while I am suffering from postpartum depression that I was just like, I'm the tough girl. Like I got this miserable, no friends, no family, no relief and no end in sight. And I'm like, this is not a family life. Like we don't get to see you. Um, you're not around. I, you know, what's, what, what kind of life is this going to be for your daughter? And what can I do? Because dad's always gone. And I'm here at home raising this baby. I don't want to put her in daycare to then go take a full-time job. And then she doesn't see her father. And then she's not going to see her mom. Like that sucks. That sucks. So um, (laughs) insert, insert, dun, dun, dun. And everyone has like all their opinions about this. And trust me, I did too, because I was a hater. Insert network marketing. Uh, What is the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for me to make money from home while being busy and trying to get us out of debt, student loan debt, both Matt and I, student loan debt, credit card debt. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> I want to go get something at Walmart. And he's like, Hey, you're going to have to wait two weeks until I get paid again. I mean, it, you think like working in the oil and gas industry is, is awesome, but things, you know, they, they exploit people living in an oil filled town. We were paying $2,400 a month in rent to live in North Dakota. That is ridiculous. So we're paying exorbitant amounts of money to live in Texas um, and spinning our wheels. And I thought, okay, this is going to provide us some financial freedom. And uh, I failed, man. I failed miserably. And I just basically quit. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, getting customers. I didn't, I just, I felt icky about the whole thing. And then the approach was super old school, you know, like three-way phone calls and parties and have people in your house that you don't know, go talk to people at McDonald's. And, you know, I was in health and wellness, like ask them what, what kind of vitamins they take. It's like, you know, you're like a shark circling people every day and you can never just take a break and be normal. So, um, I was miserable and I finally said, you know what, if you're just gone all the time, why don't we just move back to Nashville and you just fly back and forth. I have friends, I have family here's a better idea. Let's go live with my parents. We'll just live with my parents for seven months because you know, that always works out really well. That's a bright idea. Um, we'll save some money, you know, 
it was all all honky dory. We moved to Nashville. It's probably the hardest time in our lives. And him flying back and forth, our daughter's getting older. She is, you know, um, one and a half at that point. She was 15 months when we moved back to Nashville. And you know, she, she loves her daddy. Her daddy was around even for a little bit, but now he's, he's gone for significant periods of time. And so we started looking at the Nashville housing market and I'm still trying to kind of sort of do this network marketing thing, but not really. And, um, if we're like cost of living is crazy in Nashville, like just ridiculous real estate is, is insane. Um, but he's from Arkansas. So why don't we just move to Arkansas? Like we just saved a bunch of money. Let's just, you know, Talia and her gypsy ways and Matt is, is kind of that way as well. Um, we're okay with change, but it was like, we were constantly searching for a way and a solution to the problem of us not being together. Like, okay, let's hop around. Let's bounce around. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it wasn't working. So we're like, screw it. Arkansas, aunts, uncles, cousins, like all the things that we both didn't have growing up, maybe we can give that to our daughter and that would be a cool thing. So we just were like, all right, we're going, we're going to Arkansas. And that's when I really kicked up the network marketing. Cause I'm like, all right, now I'm going to have time. I'm going to have family support. I can, I can take all the phone calls. I can do all the home parties. I can do all the, you know, BNI events and go to the chamber meetings. And so insert Heath Sheeran here. That's how, that's how we ended up meeting. But, um, we get to Arkansas, Matt's flying back and forth, same, same story, different state, same story, different state. And, um, you know, I, I, I was still not experiencing success in that company in that first company. And this was my first, my first shot. And I did this for a little over a little over a year. Um, and Matt, you know, he was patient and I still wasn't okay with him being gone all the time, us drowning in debt. Yeah. We, we cut our cost of living moving to Arkansas because it's affordable. And, um, I still wasn't bringing in any income. Uh, thank goodness though. After a little over a year of doing that, um, that company got shut down. I was like, thank God, I don't have to do this crap anymore. I'm so happy. I don't have to do this. Like, I, I mean, all of my time was spent banging my head against a wall, trying to figure out how to make money doing this. And the model was broken. I thought I was broken, but the model was broken. Um, and I, I just still wasn't okay with putting my daughter in daycare with, with Matt being gone all the time. It sucked at that point. She's hugging a phone every night on FaceTime, crying, saying, daddy, I miss you. Like why daddy has to say goodnight to me on the phone, you know, and I'm having to have FaceTime dates with my husband because we don't get to spend any time together. And he gets to come home for five days a month because two of those days are travel supposed to have seven. Like this is no, we're, we're still not we're still not finding a solution. And, um, that company got shut down. I ended up, um, getting offered a six figure corporate sales job in Nashville, Tennessee to move back. But I saw a video, saw a video of a lady <laughs> on Facebook, social media, wave of the future, my friends for any entrepreneur. Um, I saw a video of this lady who was a thousand percent who she was super authentic. And I was like, man, she went from flat broke to a million in sales a month within a year in a direct sales company, but it was a different model. And so I decided to decided to tell her she was going to be my mentor <laughs> and I was going to learn. I was going to learn from her and learn this new way of doing things. And without spending too much more time talking about it, 
fast forward, uh, well, my first 30 days, I hit the largest paycheck of my adult life. Um, within three months, I was out earning Matt's oil and gas um, income. And within three months, I had paid off all my student loan debt, all my credit card debt. Within 10 months, I was earning five figures a month and we paid off all of Matt's student loan debt. And then hashtag COVID, guess what? We survived 10 years. I mean, he survived 10 years of, of, of downturns in the oil and gas industry. Well, we did not survive COVID. And in May, he was laid off. And thank God for me going out and doing this and having this business because it saved our family and it continues to save our family. And we are now living together. He could go back to the oil and gas industry. He could, but we are home together because you can't buy time. And the success that I've experienced following a simple system and being consistent as an entrepreneur has um, completely transformed our lives in just a little over. So technically just a little over two and a half years. Here we are from devastation. Don't see a way out bouncing all over the United States to we're a family for the first time together. We get weekends together. It's the weirdest thing, but it's the coolest thing. Dude, so that's my story. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, because, uh, I got to see some of that story unfold. And when I first met you at a chamber of commerce event, I'm slinging insurance and you're slinging health products. Yeah. And, um, we, you know, we hit it off right off the bat and I, I was drawn to your story because you, again, as you talked about before, you met a woman who was herself. And that's exactly what I saw on you. I meet this lady with crazy hair, tattoos all over. And uh, I think you threatened to kill me in arm wrestling uh, that day. And you probably did more times over. And uh, I loved seeing the story of where you were. And then I invited you to be an eye with me. And we, we got to know each other there. Then you actually recruited me to work with you. And just seeing all this whole thing unfold to where you were and hearing your story week in and week out of I'm getting Matt home. I knew your why, you know, and I heard your story and it just, there was nights, I think I even texted you this several times. I would cry, you know, thinking about your story and, you know, where you were and what you needed. And I got to know Matt and met him. He made fun of me right off the bat. So I knew we were going to be good. I uh, love that guy. And, you know, just seeing all that unfold and something that you said, and I know you're from outside the industry. And so that's what I love. My show is insurance town. And so we talk a lot about insurance, but right now, your story, I think, will resonate because one of the things you just said was there for so long, you were banging your head against the wall and you were frustrated and you thought that you were broken, but obviously it wasn't you. And you had to make a change and you had to do some things within yourself. And I want you to go into that just a little bit because I know there's insurance agents out there right now that either haven't given enough time, they haven't been patient enough. Or they just make a mental shift, make a little change. And uh, I've got something I want to read, but I want you to start there. Just kind of give me your thoughts on, on, you know, maybe you could tell my audience something to help motivate them if they're in that same spot of banging their head against the wall. Yeah, um, man, I think that people miss the mark. Entrepreneurs miss the mark. And it could be any industry uh, when it comes to personal growth. And I am not a crunchy hippie. Heath will be the first to tell you, like Talia is a straight shooter. I cuss like a sailor. Um, I did not get the mom of the year award. I have a really cool kid, but I am not one to sit around, strum guitars, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. But I knew that if I wanted to break through, if I wanted to get to the next level in my business, in my relationships, in my boundaries that I set, 
um, I had to get intentional, but I also had to do some leadership development and mindset growth. And so when you feel stuck, guess what? You're going to stay stuck. When you tell yourself you're stuck, you're going to stay stuck. When you tell yourself you can't succeed, you're not going to succeed. When you tell yourself you're broke, you're going to stay broke. When you tell yourself the world sucks, guess what? The world's going to suck for you. And one of the best books I ever read was um, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. And that book is transformative. Now, actually, I say I I read it. I listened to it on Audible. Let's be real. Um, And that book has has trickled into every aspect of my life, not just my business, because I didn't show up thinking that I was ever going to be successful. I didn't show up, you know, looking at all these people that had massive success and thinking that could ever be me. I say I was an accidental success, but I was an accidental success because I was relentless in being consistent and you have to be relentless in being consistent with your business. So I had to look at my daily activity. I had to get real with my income producing activities. Seriously, that is the key to anything. You have to show up when you don't feel like it, because guess what? There's going to be more days you don't feel like it than more days that you do. I promise. Do I get up and feel motivated? I get that question all the time. They're like, Talia, where do you find the motivation? I'm like, I don't, I don't. Sometimes it comes down to, you got to fake it till you make it. And there's some of those mornings that, you know, I have to do that, whether it's the podcast or selling insurance or talking to people. Sometimes you just got to get up and fake it till you make it. Yeah. And there's some, there's power in that because your brain, there's science that backs that literally you wake up, you don't feel like doing something, you go and you do it and your, your brain positively rewards you. You get good feelings of accomplishment. You're like, man, I didn't feel like doing that crap, but guess what? I showed up and I did it anyway. And then something good always happens. Something good always happens. And your worldview is going to shape that. If you want to make it hard, if you keep saying it's hard, it's going to be hard. If you keep saying, I don't want to go and talk to more people, or I don't know how to talk to people, find resources to teach you how to talk to people. It's not overcomplicated all the time. No, I I agree. And I think too many people overcomplicate. You were just about to say that, I think. I interrupted you. Great minds think alike. But I do think people overcomplicate the whole thing. And they do get stuck. And in in the fact of people trying too hard can also hinder them. And I know that that's something that, that you bring up a lot and you see a lot. Talk to me a little bit more about getting unstuck and what that means to you. And, and uh, stand on that box for a minute and talk to me for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously my team and the people that are in my business get the most of me, but I do tons of free value stuff on my social media, on my Facebook um, and things like that. And and Clubhouse, if y'all are not on it, I've been trying to get Heath on there. There's so much value to be found and training to be found um, in the resources there. But getting unstuck is really about showing, like I said, showing up when you don't feel like it. Um, And I think that the heart of that is a lot of people, they don't, they just don't know what to do. So they feel overwhelmed or they don't know where to start. 
Um, but you have to look at the very, very foundation, the very basics of your business. And, and you, so now I have an organization that generates multiple millions a year. And um, I've only been in this current company for a little over a year and a half. And yeah, rah, rah, that's great success. Fa- like that's that would be considered fast success. But all the years of growth and everything leading up to this and feeling stuck and then bouncing around and not committing to staying consistent. So consistency breeds success. And frustration happens. Listen to me when I say this. Frustration happens when you feel you are at a perceived level of success, right? You are you perceive you are at this, this lower level and you look at where you perceive you should be, okay? I'm doing all these things down here. I should be, if I'm doing all these things, I should be up here. It's the space between that's frustration, So you have to surrender your freaking expectations because we expect that all of this effort is just going to pay off. It's just going to pay off right away. You have to be okay with whatever amount of time it takes for you to get there. You don't know someone's story. You don't know what's taken them to get to that level of success. So whatever you're doing right now, you have to look at it. Is it working though? Like, are you generating leads? Are you converting people? Are you closing sales? Are you having more conversations? How many new conversations are you starting every day? Set a goal. Seriously, if you're stuck, what if you talk to one new person a day for 30 days? That's 30 people in a month. What were you doing last month? You want to get unstuck? Do it anyway. Yeah, you got to figure out what's causing you to be stuck, you know, whatever that hurdle may be. And I love, I was talking to somebody not too long ago and it was, they had this whole mindset of, you don't go around it. You don't go, you know, over it. You just smash straight through whatever that is uh, that's holding you back. And maybe it's me and you that was talking about this, who knows, but I do love that instead of, you know, trying to go around or over the wall, just bust straight through it, figure out what it is and nail it head on. Hell yes. And I say that with absolute conviction. And here's another book for you book readers or audible people. There's a book. It is called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. You gotta listen to it, read it, whatever. Um, Those two books, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy and The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Let me double check and make sure that's Ryan Holiday. I've, there's so many books. I've read more books um, since, or listened, at least listened to more books since starting this business. And so while you're looking that up, I think that brings up another good point. And then I want to get into something else. We're going to bounce around a little bit because we're both ADHD, or at least I am. So when you talk about the books and you talk about the things you're doing, I think one of the big things I've noticed in you talking to you and getting to know you the last several years is you know, your commitment to um, growing and doing your own self, what do you call that? Um, growth. Uh, development. Yeah, that'll work. Um, you know, developing yourself, making yourself better. And uh, I think that that's something that I've noticed in you. And it goes back to your reading. It goes back to, I see you post all these positive posts and your uplifting posts. And I think that, you know, I feel like you may be subscribed to some Zig Ziglar quote thing every day because you're always full of positivity and trying to encourage, again, going back to some days, it's probably faking it, but we can't tell. And it's encouraging somebody out there. But again, going back to that, uh, developing yourself and going back to some of that, what does that meant to you? What does that look like to you as you've gone from debt and more debt and more debt to now, you know, a huge earner coaching other people, you know, you've got this big following, you're always on some sort of trip in some other country. Uh, I just love it. And I love to see that success. So talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, 
here's the thing is that a lot of the things that I post and the content that's created and the things that I talk about are also things that I need to hear. There's things that I, you know, I think at every level of leadership, you have to grow through something. There's always going to be some type of breakthrough that has to happen to get to the next level. I mean, I've talked to seven figure earners, eight figure earners, and they struggle with the same stuff. It's just a different type of it's just a different version of what they're struggling with at each level. And here's the thing. Successful people are always learning. They're always in the room with people who are smarter than them, more successful than them. You get around people like that. It will change your life. You stay around negativity, crap, you know, aunt Betty Sue, who's hating on you and thinks that you suck at selling insurance or whatever it is. Um, you're, you are going to stay in that place. You have to be okay with creating boundaries in your life. And that may be hard. I, but, and now I've gotten to the point where I will fire a friend and a family member in a heartbeat. If you bring in your negativity. It's like bad breath. You got bad breath. You keep it over there. I don't want it near me. Don't be coming over here with that. Grab, bad grab a Tic Tac, homie. That's right. Like grab a Tic Tac. Here's a book to read. Go work on yourself. And when you're a better person, you can come back. Okay. Yes. You know, and I'm not, and I love everyone. It's basically accepting and loving people where they're at. But as far as your personal growth, um, every, every business person, if you want more in life, like you don't even have to be a business owner, but if you want your life to be better, if you want more out of life, you have to work on, you have to work on the things that keep you stuck, which is typically between the ears. Um, I believe that I don't, I don't care what color skin you have. I don't care what your education is, what your background is. Um, I believe anybody can be successful. The woman that's speaking right now is not the woman I was two years ago. You should have seen me seven years ago. I was the worst version of myself ever in my life. I was a, not a good person. I was not a good or happy person or healthy person, but I was committed to more. And for me, I get a lot of value out of having impact. I want to change lives. And I don't care what you're selling, you can still change lives and you can help people and you can help people believe in themselves and you can teach them the things that you've learned along the way. And I think that that has been a key to my success and really being coachable. So let's talk about that because coachable, everyone's like, oh, are you coachable? Oh yeah, I'm coachable. Yeah, no, you're not coachable because coachable means learning something and going and implementing it. If you are not learning and going and doing, because guess what? You can stay on your trainings, your phone calls, go to the seminars, go to the meetings all day long, and you're not actually doing crap. If you are learning, you need to go and implement that skill. I always challenge everyone, learn something new and go and do it right away. Right. Well, away. I, you know, to add to that, uh, I can't remember who said it again in a conversation the other day, uh, I was talking to someone that mentioned a 72-hour principle. If you hear something, you learn something at a conference, read it. If you don't implement it in 72 hours, it, it's not going to happen. You're not going to do it. So, you know, as soon as you learn it, as soon as you hear it, implement it, just like you're talking about. And I wanted to echo that because I do think that being coachable, learning things, and I think, again, going back to your self-development, uh, self-improvement, whatever the words I'm trying to use here. I think that's huge. I think being coachable is a big part of that. So if you're listening to this, keep listening to Talia. Keep going. Go ahead and preach this. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing is that I always come humble because if someone has had more success than me. So here's another thing. I don't, and, and this may, you may or may not agree. 
Um, but I don't necessarily want to, if I see someone doing something that's working right, I can go and duplicate that, but I don't necessarily want to be taking advice or learning from somebody at the same level as me. I want to be learning from people who are just so stupid, crazy, successful. Like they're in another world. They're buying private islands and jets. Like I want to learn from those people because they obviously know something that I don't know, or they're having massive amounts of success. And so I try to get myself in places where those people are, what are they doing? What are they reading? Um, I've hired a, a business coach I hired, because I wanted to get to the next level. I mean, I was learning from millionaires. Now I'm learning from a mega millionaire. Like, and he trains the industry, not just in network marketing. His name is Ray Higdon. Um, and we started working together in September. And I will tell you that uh, like the things that I have learned from September until this point, I am, I am just such a leveled up person in all areas, including my confidence and my speaking ability. Like that has changed so much too, um, because I invested in myself to learn more. So let me, let me stop you there for just a second. You're about to go on a roll and I hate to stop you there, but I do want to say, cause I heard it the other day. Um, you said that and back to what you're saying right now, you invest in yourself because that coach wasn't free. That coach wasn't cheap. No. And those who are listening right now, if you are stuck or if you are, you know, you know, at that perceived level of success or not at that perceived level of success, you think you should be at, what does that mean to you hiring that coach, investing in yourself? Cause that couldn't have been the easiest thing for you to do. And it's not easy for some of these people listening right now to hire a coach or to find a mentor. And I think that's huge in any level of sales, no matter what you're doing. So whether you're going to go there or not, that's where I want you to go for my audience right now. Cause I think that's huge. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so I was resistant to it, like hardcore. Uh, my mentor and my current business, the woman that I chose to mentor me, uh, it was last January. She was like, hey, listen, Talia, um, I mean, I have I pointed you to everything. I've given you everything that I know. I think it's time for you to start looking outside and hire someone to help you get to the next level. And she's like, I think we're too close that I can't do that for you. You need somebody to come in and look at what you're doing and, you know, with maybe some different strategies or more expanded strategies and help you get to that next level. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, like whatever. So I just blew her off until September from January to September. And I finally said, you know, I'm going to put my back against a wall. And I interviewed several different um, coaches. So I was very diligent. I researched, I, I found some people that I, I felt like I wanted to learn from. I, I went and I Googled their trainings and the free content they had out there. And um, I thought, you know, okay, who do I jive with? And I interviewed, I got on the phone, I had conversations, but I left this one guy, I left Ray for last because he's like the big dog. He's like, the, the people that these people are learning from these other people I was interviewing, they were learning from him. And I'm like, Oh, I can't go like that big. That's just, that's just crazy. That's just crazy because right. even there are people in my leadership that, that wouldn't even, um, that wouldn't even hire him because it's, it came with a hefty price tag and go big or I, go home. Right. And I always say go. And I joke now I say, go Ray or go home because I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to condense time and that's what coaching, that's what investing in courses or anything. And then going and implementing 
It's condensing the time that it's going to take for you to get to where you want to be. And you are going to learn so much along the way. And so Ray is a super straight shooter. He's very smart. I mean, he has multiple, multiple million dollar businesses, coaching business. He was, I mean, the guy is just insane. He's written tons of books. Um, He's, you know, just ink, so many awards, but I, uh, I got on the phone with him and I knew right away that that was the guy. And it was, it's just, I mean, it's the investment that I made is pe- some people's uh, yearly salary. And I thought that if it cost me that to invest, if this is what my investment is, and that could potentially double, triple, quadruple my income, expose me to people I wouldn't have exposure to, put me on stages to speak in places I never would have had access to because I'm learning so much because I'm getting around those people. And now I have a coach and somebody that I can ask all the questions to. But, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't but I do it that? had to hurt a little. It had to hurt a little bit. Oh yeah, it stung. It's, not- it's stung, it's scary. But here's what I will tell you. You cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. You cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. You cannot have a lack mindset and an abundance mindset at the same time. So I was like, you know what universe, you know what, God, I'm going to put this money out there. It wasn't mine to begin with, but this is for a good reason. And I'm going to learn and I'm going to use every single penny, every single morsel that I am investing to its fullest capacity. I'm not going to invest this money and then not do crap with it because that would be unfortunate. And that's a waste of money. But when you're putting down that kind of money, you better go out and do something with it. And that's truly being coachable. I knew that I had to show up that way. So man, I talked to Ray every single day. There's probably not been, there's maybe been two or three days since September that I have not asked him a question because the hungry get fed, the hungry get fed. That's and right. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I love that part of your story. And I love that you shared that. I didn't even know we were going to get into that part of it. And I think that's awesome. Um, so we, we just, we've got into a whole bunch of stuff, but I want to pivot before we both have to go because I, I read something. Let me see here. You posted this yesterday um, and I was just, you know, scrolling through and it popped into my feed and I'm going to read part of something that you posted. And I want you to discuss a little bit as we get into some of this, because I got people this will resonate with. So you started with, if I can do this, you can absolutely do this. I couldn't even remember what day of the week it was yesterday. Fast forwarding, you said, I show up as who I am, own it. I say a lot of things most people are unwilling to say. I've been able to build a wildly successful business, been asked to speak on stages multiple times over, train teams inside my company and outside my company, still have time to chill with my family and hit my workouts daily. You don't have to be perfect, know everything, be an extrovert, or the smartest person in the room. You just have to get real, get intentional, find the right system, the right leadership to guide you, and do it even when you don't feel ready. I'll always have your back. We've talked about just about every one of those things in that post uh, by accident today, but it was obviously something that is important to you, something that's important to me. And one of the things that I want the audience to hear right now, and I want you to get into, was some of that that you talked about towards the end there, about being real, being intentional, being authentic, because one of the things about you is, I don't know how many times a week you could tell me the stats, but I see you either posting live, doing some sort of video, you're constantly on video. Was that something, have you always loved the camera, always loved talking on video? Was that something you developed? And I think the other part of that is you are real. I mean, there's times your hair is a hot mess, 
you might say something you're not supposed to, as you said on there, unwilling, other people are unwilling to say, uh, you might say things that are unpopular, but you're going to be real and you're going to be you. There's a lot of things that insurance agencies and insurance agents are scared to do because of video or because looking into that camera or how they sound or whatever. I think you can maybe help them on that. So start with the beginning of, is that something that you've always enjoyed? And how did you get to that point? Maybe some advice. We'll get like a four-part question because you like to talk like I do. <laughs> so, so no, go. no, I did not like being on video. I still get shaky and clammy before I do Facebook Lives. Um, I That was not something that I was comfortable with. I've flailed all over my words before. I mean, I've even like choked on my own spit trying to do a training on a Facebook live. And I'm like, where's the water? And, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned is that um, people are not necessarily attracted to the product you sell. Now, as an insurance agent, yeah, people are looking for insurance, right? Um, but if you're wanting to grow your business to just wildly unrealistic types of success, you have to start focusing on who you are and what makes you different. And you have to start showing that to people because you are what people are buying. They're trusting you. They are inspired by you. They know you've got your, their back. And the only way to do that, you can show up on social media. So my whole business is social media based, right? And that's what I teach people. I teach people how to leverage social media um, and make money off of it. And so, it, you know, the best thing that I ever did for myself was continue to show up on live video because that is me being authentic. People are getting an insight into who you are and have they been perfect? No, not at all. I mean, some of them have been a hot mess, but if you show up that way, you become relatable and people are way more likely to buy what you're selling. They're way more likely to buy you, follow you. What is, what is he doing? What is she doing now? Because they like you. They like people buy things from people they like, know, and trust. And the best way to do that is to do it on live video, be honest, show up authentic, a thousand percent who you are, because I tried to be somebody who I was not in my last company and I didn't have success at all. No success. So moving from that authenticity, talk about one of my favorite words and that's intentionality and, and how that has to be. Because again, you go back to relentless as another word you use. I love that word, but relentless intentionality. That's tough to say, say that five times fast, but <laughs> Um, hit me with some of that um, intentionality and what that means to you. Yeah. Um, so being intentional with your time uh, will help you be way more effective. And I am a huge fan of um, teaching that because I felt like I had to be talking to all the people all the time. I had no boundaries. I had no time for my family. And even in my current business in the beginning, I had to get that under control because um I wasn't being as intentional as I should have been. So now, like if you want an actionable step, I'll set a timer for 15 minutes and I will go into my contacts on social media and I will message people for 15 minutes. Do you know how much work, do you know how many messages asking people if they're open or they would like to have a conversation or whatever you can do in 15 minutes? A lot, 
a lot. I promise. So um, I actually teach most of my people to build their businesses in an hour a day, getting intentional. So looking at what are the things that produce income? Those are the things we're going to be intentional with scrolling Facebook. It's not an IPA. It's not an income producing activity. Posting on Facebook is actually not even an income producing activity either. So talking to people, starting conversations, being intentional with that, being very intentional with my time has led me to be able to have a business like Heath read that post where I can still have time for my family. I can still have time for my workouts. I can still have time to do podcasts because I've gotten my work done. Or I know that I'm going to have 15 minutes later to do the follow-ups that I need to do. You know, whatever your business looks like, you can absolutely use like time blocking principles and you set that as a non-negotiable. So it's not like, oh, well, you know, I feel like doing it now. So I'm just going to do it. And then guess what? Five days goes by and you don't feel like doing crap. And then maybe you feel like doing it the next day. So that's not, that's not being intentional. Being intentional is showing up consistently every day to at least do a bare minimum, set a minimum goal of what you need to do every single day. Let's start wrapping up with, cause you said something there that I thought was awesome. And I've heard you talk about before, before we wrap up, I, the audience has got to hear you talk a little bit about the non-negotiables um, because I think that's something that's huge. I think people need to focus more on that. What does that word mean to you? What does that mean in your own life and being intentional and those non-negotiables in your schedule and in your life? Yeah. Um, so non-negotiable, I get my exercise in every day. That's mental health. That's stress relief. Um, as an entrepreneur, we don't take care of ourselves. And some of us will work ourselves into the ground if you're a massive overachiever. And then others will just hide and, you know, Netflix and say they're doing stuff. And that's, you know, that's, that's not personal care either, but I will um, always, you know, that, that is a priority. You have to take a look at the things that are non-negotiables time with your family, that stuff should, all that stuff should come before business, by the way, like you should have, I know that you can't schedule everything, but you can have a rough idea of the way your day is going to go down. I know that I wake up every day at 5 a.m. I go out, I get into my garage, I get some exercise. My daughter gets up. I do her morning routine. I get her off to school. I actually go to the gym again. I go lift some weights. I talk to people. It's not business stuff. This is a schedule that works for me. It's not business stuff. I'm getting in my normal people, human time. And then I come home and I do my business activities. You have to figure out what are your activities, what profession you're in, what are the things that actually move your business forward? For me, I need to be talking. I need to be starting new conversations every day. That's a non-negotiable. Um, I have a minimum number that I do every day. I will ask people if they're open to taking a look at, a, at my products or right now it's, it's really, are you open to taking a look at how, um, you know, I make, I make extra money online and that's how I ask people. It's a very simple question. And so I know I have a set number that I like a, to start every day. I have a set number of people that I follow up with every day. You're human. You can't get to everyone. Right. And then, um, those are, those are my business non-negotiables. Absolutely. Then I show up on social media. I do that stuff. So people know me, but my daughter gets off school at three. That's intentional time for Audie from Audie from three till when she hits 
the table to eat some dinner and maybe she's distracted or whatever. I might send a few more messages and follow-ups, but my team also knows boundaries at the end of the day, they're not going to get me on messenger. They're not going to get me on anything because I shut down. Matt comes home. We have family time. Like you have to be intentional with that kind of stuff and set boundaries so that you teach people how to treat you. So I am very intentional with that type with those types of activities. But for my business, you have to be intentional with the activities that you're doing and not just, you know, scroll around or flip through a bunch of papers. You have to have a plan. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. I enjoyed, you know, hearing you talk about the, the non-negotiables, because I think that's something that most entrepreneurs lack. Some of you listening right now or listeners here and, and thinking, man, I started in 2021. I said, I was going to work on myself and I haven't yet. It's not too late. You can start right now working on you. And Talia would tell you that as well. Absolutely. I would. Like You just have to make the decision and get yeah. into action. Get into action with it. Exactly. Like you, you just, I mean, there's so many days I wake up and I just don't feel like doing anything, but I go and I do it anyway. When I feel like doing something the very least, when something just seems absolutely horrible, like I don't want to get on that treadmill. Like, no, I go and I do it. I go and I do it when I don't want to message people, when I don't want to talk to anybody, I go and I do it. And, um, I've just never had anything bad come from that. No, you you can't ever have something go bad when you're, you know, improving yourself and you're having little successes like that throughout your day. And one of those things we heard, I'm sure you saw the viral videos going around about the, the military guy that was talking about make your bed every morning. Yep. And if you just start off doing something, it's a win every morning. And so my wife and I have really tried to make an effort every morning, whether we want to or not, even if we just pull the covers up and t- toss the pillows up there, at least try to make that intention of making the bed and uh, trying to do those things. I started off this year talking about reading books. Uh, I've never read more than like two books in a year. And I set a goal. I was going to read two books a month. Actually, it started off as a book and a half a month. I've already finished my second book. And what is it? The 28th of the month. And I'm so proud of myself. Uh, I actually do know how to read. Um, and it's so cool. I've seen my vocabulary change. I've seen my life change. And a lot of it has to go with those goals. And it has to do with me setting a goal and actually doing it. There's nights I crawl in bed and I just want to go to sleep. I'm like, shoot, I got to read. So I'll get out. Even if I read 10 pages, I got to at least read something. And so... Uh, start now, do it today. So I got off on my own soapbox there. No, I mean, and it's okay too. I want to say this, like, it's okay too to set a goal because sometimes our goals are, are might be unrealistic, um, but not to have an expectation, but because we have to focus on the activity, not the outcome. And we focus so much on the outcome that we stop doing the activity and then we're just frustrated. And then we just, we just stop altogether. And here's what I'll tell you about this though, that if you do set a goal and you don't achieve it, like you have to be okay with not hitting certain goals. You have to be okay with be failing. You have to be okay with having a door shut in your face. Like you cannot sit there though and waste a ton of time beating yourself up because what is that going to do? Zero positive things for you. Yeah. Everyone loves to say, man, I screwed up. And they just want to sit there and be like, you suck. I suck so bad, man. Like I failed. I'm a failure. I'm never going to have success. And all that's going to do is continue to make you feel like crap. So if you really need to beat yourself up, you know, maybe from two to two fifteen every day, just be like, you suck. I hate you. You're never going to be anything. And then after two fifteen, just go and, you know, be a happy person again, tell yourself nice things because 
beating yourself up, not achieving a goal, not doing something right, completely screwing the pooch is normal. Wow. Normal. So you're saying schedule time for that negativity. Sure. That's crazy. I, I love that. So that is awesome. Um, so golly, we've been, it's already been an hour and I can't believe it. We're going to have to have you come back on again because I got a whole list of things here that I didn't even get to talk to you about. <laughs> And I wanted to get into social media with you because that's something yeah. obviously that you're good at. So whether you like it or not, I'm intentionally going to call you and intentionally ask you to put me as a non-negotiable and come back on the show again. But um, before we wrap up, uh, do me a favor, take a few minutes um, and I'm going to hit mute and I'm not going to ask the questions. I'm just going to let you take over the show. Uh, here's the keys to the city, so to speak. Talk about whatever's on your mind for the next two or three minutes. Um, and, you know, if it's something we've already talked about, if there's something that's just burning on your mind right now, I want you to, you know, last final thoughts and then we'll wrap up. Awesome. This is one of my favorite exercises. And this is something that everybody that is listening can do. I don't care if you're 85 year old grandpa or you're sitting here and you're a brand new person trying to build a business for the first time and you're 20 years old. I want you to think of three words. This is what I did before I ever hit any significant success. I want you to think of three words. And those three words are three things you want to be. You want to be in your business. Maybe you want to be for your friends. Maybe you want to be for your family. Um, I know I picked three words a little over a year and a half ago of some of three words that I wanted to be as a leader and a person and, and an entrepreneur in this world. And those three words were energetic, um, patient, and unshakable. Because at the time I didn't feel I was those things. So I picked words that I wanted to be. And I kept telling myself, I am these things. I am energetic. I am patient. I am unshakable. And I wrote those words on my mirror. They're still on my mirror. I see them every single day. There is power in writing those things down. So pick three words for 2021. I know it might sound cheesy, whatever, but this is advice that has helped me significantly. And those words can change over time. You become those things because now I am energetic. Now I am patient. I lead a team that, you know, I'm dealing with all kinds of personality types. I am patient and I am unshakable. Nothing's going to break me. Nothing is going to break me, period, end of story. I'm out there. I'm going. I'm going to the top. Come with me. Don't come with me. Just don't think you're going to hold me back. End of story. You can either be with me or you can just watch the show happen. And you have to have that kind of attitude and that kind of confidence in everything that you do. And you love people along the way. That's fine. They may not be ready. You don't have to hate on them. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to, you know, not love them where they're at. They're just, they're just not at the same level, but you are going to set the pace and you're going to attract the people to you. You're going to attract the right business. You're going to attract the right customers by being that person. Those are the people that people are attracted to because we live in a world where there's so much negativity. There's so much, there's so many people focused on the things that are out of their control that you can be the light. You can be the person that people want to attach themselves to. And that should be your goal in your business, because that is going to give you a platform to do crazy things that you never thought you'd ever be possible. I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> the, it was last year. It was the end of last year um, with one of my very good friends. We just formed a nonprofit organization. Like what? 
I have a nonprofit organization, but about something that I was passionate about because I'm making more money. People don't want to talk about money. I'm making more money. I can do more things. I can do more good in this world. I can give back. I can impact people. There was this tip the bill challenge um, around Christmas. And my husband and I went to Red Lobster because, you know, I was craving those Cheddar Bay biscuits. And uh, I, the, the waitress was sweet. She was positive. She was happy. And, um, it was our, it was, it was just a date night and, you know, we ordered the drinks, we ordered all the food, all the appetizers, and the bill was pretty hefty. And I took that bill and it was, I was like, I don't know, I say hefty, maybe it was 75 bucks for a date night. It was a really, it was a really nice red lobster meal. Let me just tell you. Um, and I gave her a $75 tip. I tipped the bill and I left. I didn't talk to her. She didn't know. I just did. And I left. And I'm not telling you that story to brag. I'm telling you that story because you can do more with more. When you become more, you can do more. I don't know how she felt about that. I hope she was pretty happy. I hope that was impactful for her because what we're doing as entrepreneurs is not just about us. It's not about us. It's about helping other people and um, making this world a better place. And so I see that as my role now and my responsibility. And it just makes me selfishly, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to do things for other people. And because I'm making the money that I'm making, I'm able to do more. You don't see broke people doing significant things. Now, not everybody with money is a jerk. There's a lot of people with money doing really good things for this world. So I, I, I want to count myself among, amongst those people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, tell them how they can find you. Uh, I know you coach uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, whether you're in the insurance space or you're a social media marketer. I know that you would uh, be willing to talk to people about your services and about what you do. So let them know how they can find you. Maybe tell them some of your social handles, uh, some of those kind of things. Let them know if there's an email address or some way they can find you because I know there's some people that are going to want to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't really technically have like this big coaching business at this point. Um, you know, most of the people that get my coaching are people that join my that join my organization. But um, I do provide a lot of free content on multiple different platforms. I have things in development, many courses, stuff like that. Um, but you can connect with me on most of the social media platforms. Um, I started a new Instagram. It's just Talia. T-A-L-I-A underscore riser um, on Instagram. I'm Talia Riser on Facebook. That's my main platform. So you can always hit me up and probably get me right away there. I'm on TikTok. Okay, I'm on TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Um, and I'm also on Clubhouse as Talia Riser. I mean, I just kept it super simple. You're going to find, I don't think there's many Talia Risers out there. So you're going to find me that way. Um, and I don't communicate as much through email, but you can email me at uh, we rise crew at gmail.com. If you have any questions, I do have a YouTube too, where I put trainings and stuff like that, but you'll find me on Facebook. That's probably your best bet. Talia riser on Facebook. There's only one that looks like me. I promise. No, you're hundred percent correct on that. Um, okay. Do, okay. Uh, you didn't mention this, but I want you to, because I'm a part of it and I love it. The suck it up buttercup crew. Oh. Um, that's grown. When I first came in, there was like 15 people and now it's like thousands. So uh, talk, tell them a little bit about Suck It Up Buttercup and then we'll wrap up. 
Yeah. So I'm an admin for a health and wellness uh, Facebook group that um, anybody can be in. You don't have to be a customer. You don't have to buy products or it's just a, a private you know, Facebook community of people trying to improve their health and wellness. Um, but it is called Suck It Up Buttercup Club. And we have 71,000 people now. Um, I just did a Facebook live in there on mindset, not well, just a handful of days ago. And that has like over 5,000 views and hundreds of comments and stuff. It's a really cool place. If you're even just wanting to get in there and creep and think like, Oh, maybe I want to get healthy. Maybe I I need to learn how to eat a vegetable or two, you know, whatever, drink more water, which is my personal struggle. Um, but you can be in there and see real people, men and women. It's not just ladies. Uh, I know it sounds like suck it up buttercup club. It's, it's, it's mostly women, but, um, there are plenty of dudes in there and uh, we provide value because that's, that's our job. Really. That's how you grow um, your social media. So um, I do a lot of trainings on my Facebook live on my Facebook, my personal Facebook on um, social media strategies to grow your business online. So if you're out there and you're wanting to um, learn how to do what you do and build an insurance business or whatever it is online, I'm, I'm probably your girl. You might want to follow me. Yeah. And if you ever just want to laugh, look at her videos with her family because <laughs> her daughter's a hoot. Matt is hilarious. Uh, I, I think it's Matt just it's like hilarious. to get on Facebook and make people angry. That's what he likes to do. He likes to it, say things and dude, it works. It's it does. so it funny. Totally does. It, it totally is so does. funny. And again, it goes back to creating content that engages people, but girl, we can get into that uh, all together, but we, we both talked about, we got to get rolling. I, I love you to pieces. I can't thank you enough for coming, hanging out with me at Insurance Town and hanging out with my audience and the citizens here. So uh, thank you again. And I hope you have a great day. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks, Heath. Love this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me and Talia today on the show. She did a great job, didn't she? I really hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional today. I uh, I really think so. She's uh, super fun. Uh, anyhow, so if you have an idea for your own show, you should probably think about doing it. Uh, there's nothing holding you back. We're in a pandemic. Uh, podcasts are super popular right now. If you want to grow your brand, do a podcast. Reach out to my boy Ryan over at Ready, Set, Podcast. Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com and you know check it out look at the pricing look at the the stuff they've got going on reach out to my boy ryan you can find him on facebook instagram probably linkedin probably every social media platform out there he's everywhere ready set podcast turning your brilliant idea into a reality thanks again guys i look forward to hanging out with you again next week